0: We honor you. In your presence there's fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. We bless your holy name. Thank you for your love. Thank you you for your kindness. The entrance of your word, give it light. Give it understanding to the simple. Our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word and faith, and meekness with great joy and excitement. We'll leave you having heard from you. We'll leave you with divine ability to effect changes in our world. In Jesus' name we we'll pray. And let the church say Amen. amen. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Praise God. Why don't you greet three people around you, tell them it's still your month, well, it's a new month, but tell them it's still your year of the Gathering Clouds. Say to yourself, my life is working, I'm making progress, I'm moving forward. For well, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'm a wiener, I'm a champion any day, anywhere, anytime. Give me a winner shout. Praise God. Amen. Matthew 22 verse 41. All right. While the Pharisees gathered together, Jesus asked them. So Jesus is asking this question. He says, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, the son of David. Next. He said unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit down, sit down on my right hand till I make thy enemies thy footstool. So Jesus asked them a question. He said, What do you say about the Christ? And the Jews answered, the Pharisees answered. They said, He is the son of David and they were correct. If you read in Matthew chapter 1 verse 1, it talks about the genealogy of Jesus Christ and he says the son of David, the son of Abraham. And we know from that scripture that he was referring to the Abrahamic covenant and the Davidic covenant. But we know that genealogically Jesus is an offspring of David, so he is rightly called the son of David. But Jesus asked a question. He said, if he's the son of David, how come David addresses him as Lord? How come David addresses him as Lord? Because if he's just his descendant, then it's a contradiction. You know, the, the father should not call his son Lord. Get that scripture back up. Now Jesus quotes the scripture, he says, the Lord said unto my Lord, that means God said to my Lord, referring to the Messiah, sit down on my right hand till I make thy enemies thy footstool. So he said, God was addressing the Messiah and called him Lord. And David addressed, David spoke about this prophetically. And in this address, he called the Messiah Lord. Next verse. If then, if David then called him Lord, that's the Messiah, or that is the Christ, who is, how is he his son? Next verse. And no man was able to answer, no man was able to answer him a word. So the Pharisees didn't have an explanation for this. Then look at something else. It says, neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. So Jesus shut them up. Come on, amen. You know, he shut them up. They just didn't ask him any questions again. So there was something about the Messiah that the Jews of that day, particularly the Pharisees, knew nothing about. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 5. And he said, peaceably I come to sacrifice unto the Lord. He says, sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his son and called them to the sacrifice. Now, I'm, I'm showing you something about Jesse. Jesse is the father of David. You know, Jesse is the father of David. So I want you to take note of that. Let's look at the next verse. Next verse. And it came to pass, now this was Samuel that came to the house of Jesse, and it came to pass, when they were come, that he looked on Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. All right, now I want you to take note of that expression. Um, just a quick, a quick um, background. Saul was the king at this time, but Saul had walked away from his calling he had walked away from um, following the instructions of the spirit and God was going to anoint David so he spoke to Samuel the prophet and said to go to the house of Jesse and when he got to the house of Jesse he told Jesse to bring his sons out so the first one came out his name was Iliad and when Samuel set his eyes on him He said, Behold, the Lord's anointed is here. Behold, the Lord's anointed is here. Now, he had not anointed him yet, but he called him the Lord's anointed. The assignment was for him to go and anoint the king, but yet he saw this man, and the first time he set his eyes on him, he said, Behold, the Lord's anointed. Now, it shows you something here about... Um, the blessing of God the word Christ means the anointed one that 's what it means you know it's from the Greek word Christos it 's from the Hebrew word um, 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 the Hebrew word that we translate in English Messiah or um, let me let me get the right pronunciation praise God I want to get the right Hebrew um, pronunciation alright it's the word Mashiach you know Mashiach is a Hebrew and the Greek is Messiah now Mashiach is different from Mashiach to Mashiach is the word to anoint and to anoint means to rob you know or to smear like you would take Vaseline or you take some cream and you rub on something but Mashiach is a person, it's the anointed one, not just a rob, you know, not just a rob. The uh, Mashiach refers to the Christ, it refers to the anointed one. But we see something in this account of Jesse. Now before I continue this account, let me show you something else in Isaiah, and we come back, we come back to, we come back to um, this thought in 1st in Samuel, Let's look at Isaiah chapter 9, 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. All right, back up to verse 1. Go back to verse 1. Just back up a little to verse 1. Um, 2, 3, just keep going till I tell you to stop okay all right next okay go back to verse 6 let's read verse 6 and 7 together one two three go yeah yeah Uh huh. All right, let's get this in the Amplified Version and read together. All right, let's go. Amplified. One, two, three, go. For unto us a child is born. Uh huh. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. The everlasting Father of eternity, Prince of Peace. Next verse, and of the increase of His government and of His peace there shall be no end. Now look at look at look at the, look at the next verse here. It says, "Upon the what of David and of His kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the latter time forth, even for." Ever. Now, I want you to take note of this. Verse 6 lets us know that, go back again. Verse 6 lets us know that a child will be born. Then he says a son will be given. Then it says, and of his government. That means he will have a government. That means this child and this son that will be given will not just be another child. He would have a government. That means he will be a ruler. You know, it means he'll be a ruler. That means also that he'll be king. He'll be king. Then take note of this. He says, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Please take note of this. Wonderful Counselor. And pastor has told us that that means extraordinary strategist. Extraordinary strategist. So this could be um, maybe one of the songs of David. Then look at the next thing he says. His name will be, he will be the mighty God. Hold on. If he is the mighty God and he is a child that will be born, that means the mighty God will be born. Did you get that? It says, unto us a child will be born. Then he says he will be a child. That means he would not just fall from heaven. He will be born. Then... He will be given as a son. The child is not given. The son is given. That means the child will grow to become a son. Who understands that? When he becomes a son, he says, as a son, he will be given. He will be given. Then he says, this child that is born will be called the extraordinary strategist. Then he's the mighty God. Child, son, that will be God. Oh, who understands that? So this was prophetic of the Messiah. That the Messiah was going to have a government. The Messiah is going to be the extraordinary strategist. Then the Messiah is God. He says, mighty God. Then take note of this again. He says, his name will be called everlasting father. He said to Philip, Philip said, show us the father and we'll be fine then he said to Philip is it have I been with you this long and you don't know me Philip asks not to see the son of the father he asks to see the father then he says if you have seen me you have seen the father because the Messiah is the everlasting father the eternal father He says, the everlasting father. Now, remember, this conversation started with, who is the Christ? Whose son is the Christ? That's what he asked. Is the son of David. Then he said, if he is his son, how come he calls him Adonai? How come the father of the son calls him Adonai? You know, what comes to my mind is that beautiful carol that we're seeing during Christmas, Mary, did you know? You know, Mary, mother of Jesus. You know, there are those who say, Mary is the mother of God. No, Mary could not be the mother of God. Mary, mother of Jesus, couldn't be the mother of God. Because that song says something. Is it, did you know that the child that you're holding is the one holding you? Did you know that this, this, this transaction, you think you were protecting him. Did you know he was the one protecting you? Did you know? He couldn't be the mother of God. She mothered or gave birth to the flesh. The one she was holding was her very Creator, have very creator. So this is the mystery of godliness. The mystery of godliness. That the child who was born will be the son that will be given. And this son that will be given is the everlasting father. That, that God would intersect time. And even though he dwells in eternity... And eternity dwells in him. He will still intrude into time. And still not count it robbery. You know, Philipp, uh, now Philippians says he did not count his equality with God. Robbery. Yet he humbled himself to become a man. Then he says humbled himself even to death. Even to death. So, look at this mystery. Get it up. Look at this mystery. He says, he is the he, mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. Then he says, he is the Prince of Peace. Then took note of this. Next verse. He says, and of the increase of his government. Now, he's going to have a government, so he's a king. Reminds me of his conversation with, with, with um, Pilate. Uh, Pilate said, are you a king? And Jesus said, uh, you said so. <laughs> You said so. That means you are absolutely correct. Then he he, he said, He said, He said, Do you know I have power to let you go and I have power to kill you? Jesus said, No. He said, There is no power that is operating on this earth that did not come from above. He said, It came from my father. So he was saying to Pilate, He said, Pilate, understand this. You are not holding me captive. I'm not your captive. Pilate, you are not in charge. You know, he says, you are a creation. I am the creator, (laughs) I'm the creator, you know. He he said, Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. He, He says, that means I have a different transaction that is ongoing here. There's a different agenda that is superimposing on human affairs. You think this is a political decision you are making to try to, you know, save your political office. You don't want Caesar to sack you, but he's saying that there's another agenda, you know, that is on this human agenda. He said that is the only reason why I'm in chains. It's because there's something else, there's a coded operation, there's a covert operation that is ongoing here. He said, Pilate, if I wanted, if I wanted, I will speak a word. And I will command legions. Cobas, Agamaya, I will release legions. He said, and they would finish you. And, and, and I believe an angel was standing behind Pilate and said, Please, just say something. Or oh God, say something. Just say something now. And Pilate will see his maker. The question is who is the Christ? Who is the Christ? Who is he? Get that scripture back up. Get that scripture back up. It says, he is the, he says, he says, and the, take note of this, and of the increase of his government. If you don't understand this, you will not understand Pastor Chris. You don't understand why he, say, he's, he said what he said and why he's saying what he's saying. You know? I mean, if you, if you didn't know who was running things, in the last two years now, you got to know. You know, you got to know. They said we will wear masks. They said we will continue to social distance. But what is happening right now? What is happening right now? What is happening right now? They said we were going to die, that people are going to die like flies. Then the church, led by the prophet, the man of God, Pastor Chris, stood up and said, No, 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 no. Not in our time, not in our season, not in our world. Said we refuse this. And what's happened? what we have said is what has come to pass why? because get up here it says and of his government and there is a heavenly government that is operational right now on earth it says, and of his government and, and of peace that means there is a government then there is the prosperity the economic prosperity that is connected to that government oh you didn't get that so he's not just going to come with a government he's going to come with a government that also will exact its economic principles is this end of his government get up and of the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end that means this son of David was going to establish an eternal government. Is said, as soon as he comes, he will start out, he will initiate a government. And when that government starts, it does not end anymore. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. If it starts, it doesn't end any, if it starts, if it starts, if it starts, it does not break, it does not go on holiday, you cannot suspend it. That is, after it starts, there is no time on the timeline of eternity. Now, that seems like a contradiction, timeline of eternity, because eternity doesn't have time. But it's for you to understand that that government will be initiated in time and will go throughout all time until eternity. Oh! Oh! Now you understand what Pastor Chris is saying. What the man of God, Pastor Chris is saying. When he says you have come into agelessness. Even though you are in the age. You have come into timelessness. Even though you are in time. Oh, who understands that? Because this eternal government will be initiated in time. But when it starts in time, it starts going. Then he says, and of his increase there shall be no end. So the question now will be, has the government started? That's the question. That's the question. Has it started? Has the Messiah come? Did he succeed in his intrusion of his government, in his assertion of his government on the governments of the world? If the answer is yes, The question is now, who is living there? Where am I living? (laughs) Am I there? If I am, what does that mean? I've entered into the reign of Christ. I'm not waiting for the millennial reign. The Jews will enjoy that, but in Christ Jesus, I've entered into an endless era. I've entered into an endless era. out small, small. It, it's too loud. A little, just a little, a little. Glory. <laughs> Whoa! Get that scripture back up. It is and on the increase of his government and prosperity there shall be no end then take note of this and upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice with right and with righteousness from the later time forth even forevermore this government will start in time but will not be stopped in time it will start in time. It will be initiated in time. Unto eternity. This is, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is this is massive. Get that scripture back up. Now just just let's let's flip. Now, now, now look at this. It says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Because anybody with some sense. Hearing this prophecy, we say, how can these things be? How is it possible? First of all, if the government, it will be forever, that means the king will live forever. If his reign will be forever, that means he will live forever. That means if he's going to live forever, that means this one cannot be touched by death. You get that, if his government is going to be forever, the king has to live forever. Oh, you know, in, in, in many nations, a king goes, Oh king, live forever, then he dies. <laughs> then his son comes, Oh king, live forever, then he dies. But there is a king! There is a king! There is a king! He is the king of kings! He is the Lord of lords! Indeed, he lives forever! That means, if he's going to live forever, he will have to do something about death. The reign of death has to cease. This Messiah must of necessity confront death. Because he couldn't live forever if death is king. He's going to have to take away death. He's going to have to remove death. He's going to have to conquer death. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. He's gonna conquer death and question, did he do that? Did he do that?